0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. You have Swiss here alongside Jake. We have two TechCrunch articles to discuss, two recent deals. First up is Orange Dow. It's a Y Combinator alumni group that has raised $80 million in a DAO format to back crypto startups. It's an interesting take on a venture capital DAO, so they've set up a unique structure utilizing offshore company structure entity in uh, I think it was the Bahamas or or Cayman Islands and they're linking that to a a DAO which allows them to get around this hundred person limit in um, apparently there's a limit to how many limited partners can have can be in a fund so they've they've used some kind of trickery to get around that Um, super interesting I think that that makes sense. I was surprised to hear that there's a limit on how many people can be in a LP in a fund. Um, I actually didn't know about that. So, to me, this makes sense that you would you would set up a tool to get around that legally. This says this says this is all done above the above the law. It's all good. Um, so, what's interesting though is that this is a group of people that YC. these people have been a part of YC in the past. So they're utilizing this network effect of people who've gone through that accelerator and they use that network and that brand as a funnel for entrepreneurs to come in and apply for funding. And so this is something that's, I've not seen anything like this where they're using a dual structure of a DAO and a offshore company. But one thing that, Additionally here, that was really that struck me any carry or profits that the GPs earn on the fund is reinvested back into the Dallas Treasury to support new investments. So what that means is if any any excess returns or any of the the profit that the individuals would be making otherwise in a normal venture capital fund is actually just getting redeployed inside the fund itself. So it's a little bit unclear what the incentive is to me because. It seems altruistic on like the face value, but that is really interesting. I mean, if they're just going to compound the capital of the Dow seemingly forever, like, do they ever exit? Do they ever make any money off their decisions? Are they, there has to be something more to that where they must be not monetizing, but benefiting from this. in in some other way. So I would suspect that a lot of people here maybe have other companies that they're involved with who are, they're going to try to apply for this, uh, this this doubt. What did you think, Jake, when you saw this?
1: Well, that part caught my eye. It did say that the, that that pertains to the general partners. So,
0: um, I wonder if the
1: LPs are free to profit as they would, but, um, maybe the GPs see, Hey, if we show that we are going to, keep these profits from the fund cycled right back in to the DAO. we're showing that as the GPs, we're fully bought into this new structure and it might encourage the LPs to uh, yeah, continue to participate. I mean, the main thing I caught my eye is that they're, you know, that they're targeting uh, YC alumni. So you have a lot of people that are very literate in this space. Um, and so maybe the structure of a Dow uh, where you have more decentralized, decision-making becomes more attractive um, because, you know, traditional venture capital probably wouldn't be thrilled with the idea of massive interference and weighing in by LPs. You know, usually just the GPs are like, Hey, give us your money. We'll give you updates, but you know, let us do what we do. So, but uh, with this group, um, this, this arrangement seems a little more attractive.
0: Yeah. I think it's so of the, the reason they're using, using a DAO is to get around hundred LP limit
1: hmm. is
0: how I interpret it, but it's there's a little bit more going on here because it's, it's all focused on bringing those YC types into Web three. So they pitch this as a a business and fellowship program that's part of it, where they're going to try to attract more of these founders into the Web three arena. So it, it seems to be kind of a recruiting mechanism, and it seems to be an investment mechanism, and then it's also in in the third pillar, like a way to circumvent limits on traditional fund structures, in my eyes. Yeah. But it's really interesting. So that that part about the GP carried interest being redeployed is is very novel, which I appreciate. It makes me less uh, cynical, I guess. Like that that mm-hmm. bullet point of this makes me less cynical on on what's going on here um but yeah, otherwise what would be the exit yeah
1: um, right and they're
0: probably managing well they're probably managing companies because if you're a gp you're probably on the board of some other companies and they can use this pool their connection to this pool of money in ways that are more intangible than just mm-hmm. a carry interest rate so right
1: well the other thing is uh Maybe we already talked about this. I mean, if your LPs are other YC alumni, you don't have to go far looking for uh, new ideas, uh, new potential deals when your members are probably trying to spin up their own businesses. And so um, I would imagine even if you're a, a YC alumni and you, you know, maybe haven't dabbled in crypto yet, maybe you start by joining the DAO, investing, and then you're like, hey, shit, you know what, guys? I know that we're looking for new ideas. I think I had this idea. I wasn't thinking we'd, I'd, you know, go the crypto route. But, you know, since you know me, since uh, I got some experience here, it just seems like there could be a lot of synergies here with the membership. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a cool idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if you're targeting successful founders, people who have had access in the past and they know that there's, yeah. there's money there. So, super interesting. I would love to learn more about this. Um, we'll reach out to some of their people and see if we can get them on sounds good
1: well uh while we got some time left i wanted to bring up my article uh mural uh, raised five and a half million dollars and uh so that money will be used for them to hire and for their operations uh the main issue that mural is trying to solve uh they're working with dows and they're trying to help them scale their tooling uh Really, uh, this is kind of a quote from one of the founders. What we're seeing now is an influx of brands that have bought and created a lot of NFTs and the rest and the next setup step they're looking for is how to engage their community NFT holders. And they turn to us to leverage the capital they've raised from those NFT sales and immediately put it to work. Really, uh, this is kind of general language. Specifically, one of the things that they're they're building out right now is uh, they're in beta for a fintech-focused platform that helps... Uh, brands deploy their DAO treasury funds. So um, yeah, help helping these DAOs that find themselves with a lot of money or valuable NFTs figure out a way to uh, improve their uh, treasury management. You and I have talked a lot about this treasury management stuff in crypto before, but I uh, wanted to get your initial thoughts on this.
0: Yeah, this is a need that's not going away for all these huge sums of money that, that have been amassed. It's like, are you going to pay a couple of people 100 grand, 150 grand each for several years, like invest in the human capital side to try to figure out how are you are going to manage this? Or would you rather just invest five, six million dollars in create a company and, and try to use efficiency mechanisms there to, to manage this process? I mean, it seems like instead of just a, a massive, massive company spending, Five to ten million dollars on hiring some people, a team actually, and outside consultants to do all the work, trying to actually build a system like this to do it is is just the like an alternative, and so that's how I view this deal. It, it's really um, coming from some pretty heavy hitters: Mike Novogratz, Barry Silbert, and a handful of others. So another thing, though, so, I mean the the Superfest they met, they mentioned the Superfest client who came from uh, the Bonnaroo co-founders and so there's there's some heavy hitting people on the customer side there not just the investor side so this is this is kind of like a blue chippy type of type of a profile I'm, I'm I'm getting the sense of but yeah I mean if you have a ton of money you got to figure out how you're going to deploy that otherwise mm-hmm. it's just it's just sitting there and um I mean, I still am surprised to see these like there's so many of these. And there's so many. You know, every other day it's all oh, the Dow tooling is not up to speed with it's not mature enough. And you know, like there's there's just so many of these that it's just another day.
1: Yeah. Well i I always I think I talked to uh Kramer about this on one of our shows. I felt the same way with like the wallet uh companies. Um I mean I, I guess with Dow's, you know, there there's just so many different ways that um Having the, fle- you want your tooling to be really flexible enough to accommodate however you want to arrange this social setup, because that's what a DAO is, right? You're just trying to arrange how people interact and um, trying to automate it to as much as you can. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we see a lot of these, but, um, you know, I, I mean, the, the this kind of issue, treasury management specifically. Uh, is so common in traditional finance that there are already existing turnkey solutions in place. But because the firewall of crypto and uh, traditional finance is still pretty strong. um, You know, I I was talking about Kraken Bank recently. And, like, if they got approval to get a master account at the Fed and they got their bank charter and everything, maybe they could provide some of these solutions down the road. But for now, yeah, it's like you just kind of need to rely on some uh, startup like this like Mural to uh, come up with this tooling for you. Um, so still a need for sure.
0: Yeah. And like I said, like you either hire a bunch of outside consultants and maybe a couple full timers, FTEs to do this internally, or you could just fund another company that, to build an entire system that you can sell to others too. So this seems like a efi- more efficient way to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe you could bring it up to speed, but still, um, I mean, these DAOs. Like, I tried to set one up once, and it was very limited in what I could do. But this was not on Ethereum. This was on a different chain, and so I think, like, when when you consider setting up a DAO right now, you look and see what ecosystems have the most mature tooling. Um, I'm not sure. I actually didn't look into what if this is a particular chain. I'm I'm assuming it's it's an Ethereum system, but. in any event, yeah, this is a huge need. These deals aren't going to slow down. Yeah,
1: you anything. know, I didn't I – sometimes I always take that for granted that a lot of these um, technologies, a lot of these businesses are chain-dependent. Um, but, see, I never tried to set up a dial like you had, and so that's interesting to hear your experience. I did
0: it just for fun. It wasn't like a serious yeah.
1: thing. But
0: um, that's the first thing I noticed was just, wow, this
1: is primitive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, like I said, you know, it'd be nice if the flexibility improves, but um, I guess we'll see. Well, that's all I brought today. Um, And it was good to talk to you, bud. Good to catch up. Um, Yeah. Appreciate everyone. Yeah. Appreciate everyone tuning in. We'll be back on Friday with more daybreak crypto.